Hey Never Sleepers, I'm Alex Ross. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Ross Never Sleeps. Be sure to check out NeverSleepsNetwork.com for new podcasts every week. On this episode of Ross Never Sleeps, my guests are Morgan George and Mark Hallworth, two-thirds of the multi-award-winning Canadian sketch troupe Vesta Friends. VOF blends high-energy sketch with stand-up comedy punchlines. Recently praised for their five-hour sketch performance at Comedy Bar, Vesta Friends have made an impact on the sketch and comedy communities with an emphasis on friendship and respect. Never Sleeps Network is proud to announce the development of the Vesta Friends podcast featuring special guests, some of the best sketch and stand-up comedians in the world. Expect lots of sketches and interviews with lots of surprises ahead airing weekly starting May 23rd. Be sure to check out Vesta Friends live next week at the Montreal Sketch Fest on Thursday, May 11th at 10pm at the Theatre St. Catherine. The festival also includes incredible sketch acts like Tall Boys to Men, Flo and Joan, and Oh Dat Dumb. Vesta Friends podcast airs May 23rd on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. But now on Ross Never Sleeps, listen to the Vesta Friends as they share insight into the sketch world and why doing what you love will always make you laugh. I'm with the best of friends, Morgan George, Mark Hallworth. Thank you for coming into the Never Sleeps Network studios today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Crazy stuff everywhere. Wow, it's pretty wild sleeping. in here. Plants, vegetables. Oh my God, everything's are, moving in here? Wild. <laughs> Everything is moving. Yeah. <laughs> that's just Mark. Something sleeves. he took before he came here. Yeah. The walls are bleeding. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Huh. I really am excited to have you guys here today. I am personally only recently familiar of you two. Cool. You know, but you guys have a history. You guys have been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Vesta Friends, a sketch troupe, basically born in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the, uh, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, our trip was born in, I would say, in what, 2010? 2010. Yeah. Yeah, just here in Toronto. Uh, we've been, yeah, so that's, we've been Toronto-based basically the, the whole time. time. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how, what, August of 2010, I think? August 2010 first, is when yeah. we did our first show. First yeah. show? Where was that? It was at Comedy Bar, actually. Okay, so um, that seems like a, a home for you guys. It's, it's, yes. it's, our, it's definitely God, our home, it's, it's our home, home ground. Yeah, love that place. Uh, it's the best place in the city to perform for sketch. Like in my opinion, yeah, I love performing sketch there. Such and a it's nice just stage, such a familiarity to it and stuff, and it just feels great. And the tech is like unreal because you do tech in different towns in Ottawa and stuff. Oh yeah, and definitely. Then, or just weird, whatever, any town, and uh, you meet people that are like maybe theater tech people and they're used to having six months to prepare a show or something and then they have like heart attacks when you show up and it's like it's just the lights going up and then down like i'm sorry <laughs> this well this wouldn't be the first time but shout outs to mark andrada oh my god oh, yeah. he's the best he's, outrageous. He, he, he's the best tech guy i've ever met he's got uh, some it's, funny it's stories about tech failing him though like they give him a usb stick where everything's wrong and and there's like <laughs> 110 cues and they're all like beep <laughs> they, recently, like all, they all screw up. <laughs> recently, we did a five-hour show. Yeah. A five-hour sketch show. 50 straight sketches we performed nonstop with no break. Wow. And Mark Andrada teched it. Teched the whole thing. He teched the whole thing. He didn't miss a single cue in a five-hour show up. with no tech rehearsal. Yeah, and there was zero rehearsal. Well, yeah. he's a comedian. <clears throat> yeah, so he no, feels he's, he's it, a comedian. He's, so he's he, a he just knows what to do. Like, he's, he's, he's the best. He's amazing improv tech, too. Yeah. You, know, you don't think there's a lot of tech in improv, but... Man, that guy makes it happen. It's great. I mean, a good tech, especially in an improv group, is like the additional member. Yeah. It's like a piano player. Oh, it's, yeah. Like he's that like guy's got to be just as good. Player. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, to your talkie movie. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Wait, I haven't seen a movie in 85 years. <laughs> <laughs> they are called talkies still. They're still called yeah. talkies, They're right? still talkies. So, 50 sketches in a yeah, row yeah. for five hours. How do you... That's almost like... Almost how I want to have this conversation in the sense that, like, <laughs> how do we grow? You know, we're talking about friendship that has obviously blossomed into your troop. You know, you guys are seem like a very family-oriented kind of project. People come in and out. But 50, you mean, what does it take to really get to that kind of book of of notes or or the ability to pick or you know imagine you guys go on tour and do the best of friends greatest hits and someone goes we want to hear this one this deep cut and you're like no problem we've you know been able to dig into this archive that you've built how does that start like where does that grow and and i really just want to talk about how best of friends is you guys are probably one of the prominent sketch troops in toronto to be able to do 50 sketches a five-hour show what does that take what 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 are some of the most interesting times building up to that five-hour performance well you're talking about friendship a lot and what the listeners need to know is that morgan and i are facing in opposite directions right now uh we yeah. despise each other there's uh, a wall so between us no, okay, wait, no. <laughs> so yeah well we are we're like very very close right. friends Clearly. we met at humber college comedy yeah in uh, 2009 September. In, yeah, 2009 <clears throat> and uh, we basically been doing uh uh, comedy together ever mm-hmm. since so we started the troupe uh to get to that point i mean it's we did we've done a lot of very sketchy shows yeah right like no, passions, like, no pun intended, passions like, lounge uh, yeah passions no, what was the way we were rock pile rock pile and etobicoke was terrifying yeah. one time these guys yelled at us screamed at us we're gonna kill you and we're on stage yeah and it's hard it's to like biker guys they, it's we all were, bikers they didn't like, like us at all. You, you losers um and uh and like when you're in a sketch like it's not like stand-up you can't be like hey be quiet sir you have to like i remember we were in a sketch Keep and someone's plowing. like you guys suck and i was like oh uh, close the window yeah, the you neighbors do the window are trick awake all the time? Like, yeah. yeah like uh like, you guys just, would know yeah, the window trick and, uh, yeah, so it's like that's all you can do because you can't be like hey in the middle of the sketch you know it's, so it's that, funny that, to do tough. that though when you turn and you're like shut the fuck up and then you go back and you're like anyway honey or whatever your scene sure was yeah, about like, yeah, it on. does happen <laughs> or, or when you forget a line you go oh okay on, let's take it back and it's like it yeah, totally ruins that the yeah. sketch, but that, that has happened before but sometimes that's kind of entertaining but it's that. all these yeah. honestly i think the, what's one thing that's, that's built us up a lot is these little shows like these these shows that are that are tough that not a, yeah. not a, lot, a lot of other sketch groups do yeah which is kind of an odd thing that but the, but also i i've been doing like stand-up for this whole time as well too and i was just so thankful because i started off in calgary to get any stage time anywhere ever including musical open mics or whatever where nobody came to hear comedy or anything like that so i think when I moved to Toronto and we started doing sketch together, I kind of brought that mentality of like, why not do this show? If people are crazy enough to let us do it here, of course we'll do it. Like, it can only make you better, I think, even though... Was sketch both your kind of first approach to comedy? You know, when you, when you went to Humber, where you're thinking, I'm going to get out of here as much as I can to build my sketch career? That's what I was doing, he personally. Was, he was 100% that. I was yeah. 100% sketch when I when I joined Humber. I, I did some in high school, like a bunch in high school with some friends, and one of the guys in the troupe actually I went to high school with, and he did Humber as well. And uh, so I was doing sketch with him even before Humber. <clears throat> I but, um, was from Calgary, and I, and which there was no sketch scene at the time. And uh, I was trying to do comedy in Calgary from like 2006 to 2009, and there was no sketch scene at all. The improv scene was really good, but there wasn't a single troupe or anything that you could do. So I was psyched on sketch. I liked it, but I had never performed it before. And I was amazing. I was so thankful that the first person I met was Morgan. <laughs> it was at, at Humber. At Humber, basically. So I, you I, moved I met here. Morgan, yeah, the day after his 19th birthday. Oh, man. And I was he very was hungover. so hungover. And he was very happy to be there, but he was leaning back and smiling and... Uh, 
He looked like such an idiot. I hilarious. had sunglasses yeah. on inside. Yeah. I was very so, uh, I was uh, in rough shape. Oh, well, the college experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, first day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was because our class was at nine a.m. Yeah. after my nineteenth birthday. But um, there we we've done so many of these shows like Vapor Central. We Vapor like Central's there's not many sketchers that do the show. So we do we do Vapor Central and like that's a tough room for sketch. But it, and but it's also but like they, a specific kind of room where the the jokes there need to be clear. And yeah, yeah. it kind of reminds you potentially that your sketch isn't clear enough. If you're like, oh. And, and this is how you like build so many different sketches because you're, you start writing for so many different audiences. Mm-hmm. You're not just writing for a sketch audience all the time. I don't know. It changes the way you write. So we're, we're, we're actually, we're a very joke heavy sketch group. I know that sounds weird, but like we're not, no, not, not very sense. many characters. Uh, we just kind of are ourselves and we have crazy, yeah. like wave a crazy character and a, and a straight man or whatever. But for the most part, it's like, it's almost like stand up. It's just like set up punchline. That's our, our style. Lots of jokes, uh, consistently yeah. throughout. And you could feel it as you read it. You're like, there's a joke missing here. There needs to be like a thing that like when you're actually breaking down the script itself and that's you're a punching big, it up. Yeah. And that's a big For part sure. of our process is like, why isn't there a joke right here? There's yeah. Been, like, oh, there's been two lines we about a joke that's of, happening. Yeah. We get kind of like upset about it. Cause I, I would argue too that the best of friends is probably a pretty premise heavy sketch or like yeah absolutely rather than so it's something that like in a line should be able to make you laugh right away kind of even if i just explained the premise of the sketch to you or the first two lines or whatever just to like make it clear so like 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 for instance we have a sketch about a a town that is all upset about how the weather's getting too sexy (laughs) right like that's our that's like our big that's our best sketch like what are you talking about that (laughs) is a funny premise so the premise like the premise if the people don't like the premise right away the sketch doesn't work that's it and and, and we've gone through a lot of that where we thought the premise was funny and the audience didn't and then we're like okay well, like, I can't that. believe people didn't find that funny. And if the premise doesn't work, the sketch will pretty much never work. Too. That, that, that's a tough part too. You know, what's that more that laser factory one? I thought yeah, that we had, we had was a, so a premise that we thought was so funny about people who work in a in a laser factory making lasers. <laughs> and it's a guy's first day, and all he's got to do, all right, uh, all he has Kevin, to do is you just got to look at the lasers, and everyone walking around has band aids over their eyes because the lasers are obviously <laughs> and the boss is and the boss is trying to convince him it's not the lasers, it's stress. Yeah. Everyone's so stressed, the lasers aren't hurting. It's clearly the lasers. Yeah, clearly. So we did the sketch; it didn't go no, well. And nobody and we liked it. We thought it was so funny. We thought it was funny. But. Well, this is why I like sketch because it's kind of long form absurdity, right? Yeah, for five minutes, yeah. right? You know, and and I think you know when you look back at the icons that kind of paved the way, like Monty Python, they're the kings of absurdity. And if a joke's not funny, even in the premise, I think it's the kind of pushing it down your throat until it's funny yeah, kind of approach. Yeah, the build needs to be funny too, I noticed. Yeah. That's my that's my understanding of, of the origins of good sketch. Like, I mean, of course, the premise is ultimately going to be funny or, or you're going to fail. But it's that kind of arc, right? You know, how do you set up a story, tell it in a few minutes or less, and then be able to not only have a punchline, but make it memorable, and the yeah. way you guys seem to do it is your mini jokes within, and, and as you say, you know, especially you, Mark, you come from a stand-up background. Is it like writing an act within an act sometimes? Somebody asked about this like a couple of days ago about certain things that translate uh, or an idea that I get that I go, that I try to figure out if it's a sketch or a stand-up bit or whatever that I want to work on. And there's certain things that I thought originally were stand-up bits that would make better sketches, for example. Yeah. Or vice versa. I'm trying to think of right off the top of my head. Well, it's head, good to have both, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes uh, stand-up premises just make a good sketch both. Sometimes I've yeah. seen I've seen stand-ups do a stand-up joke, and then I've seen them do sketch later. And I'm like, oh, that's a... That's a that, that was their stand-up bit. Yeah, that, that like, this whole show is basically their stand-up in sketches now. That can work really 
really well. But yeah, normally there's kind of like a line between like one one works better than the other. Sometimes it's because of the fact that like only the first part was funny. Like the premise may have been a funny thing, but then if you like you're saying like punching it down their throat for five minutes or whatever, if you there's like nowhere to go with it, kind of. So that's been a frustration, I suppose. And where it's like, oh man, the first two pages of this are really funny. Yeah, <laughs> then, sometimes and, and sometimes you you actually write a sketch and the only thing that works in it is one joke. Yeah, oh, and then like, so, so then you're like you're, you're like ah oh, that one joke is so good and then you you eventually end up just taking that joke and putting it and in another sketch and that's huge for us. Sketch, yeah. and, and if that can work that that can be really huge because sometimes that can save a sketch that's right on the edge right that you're like, oh, like maybe, maybe this if we take thing. this joke out of this sketch and put it in here maybe that'll work and then it does and you're like this it's a miracle best. this is the best <laughs> yeah. right songwriters like, do that a lot right yeah, they'll they'll take a chorus that worked and it was the only thing that worked in the song nothing else worked and then you're like okay cutting room floor yeah and then they'll work on something else and they'll be like well i already wrote this great chorus and it's not working with this i'll put it in these verses and then it works for no other reason yeah. that <laughs> it just you know there you've been trying so hard to put that square in the circle push and push and push yeah, and yeah. it just doesn't go and then finally you're like well you know move these things around and eventually find their place what's your cutting room floor oh, look God. like just a bunch of jokes just yeah, jokes that didn't just tons of jokes and premises or, that are or just like full sketches yeah that's another thing too is that how in a group uh, you got to kind of figure out how to approach it in terms of like how are we going to even go about sketches so like first of all i'm really bad at like pitching at all <laughs> so i'd rather just write a first draft of this sketch that i think is funny and then email it to everybody so yeah our cutting room floor is like a million first draft sketches of mine six of which were funny you know a lot I mean? of like, a lot of sketches have actually like you have to be really careful even which rooms you perform which sketches in because sometimes mm-hmm. a room can kill a sketch like yeah you, you'll be like okay let's, let's try this sketch one more time and you'll do it in a room where you know that sketch isn't <laughs> yeah, gonna go well well. You know it's not the right room. <laughs> or festivals or like energies of festivals. I know we, we had performed one sketch right after like a crazy high energy thing and we totally imbalanced it. It was so wrong for yeah. that sketch to go there. We did this crazy sketch. And then we sketch never of, did that yeah. sketch again for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We basically were like, that sketch isn't funny anymore, but that wasn't it. It was just, we did the most absurd sketch that was huge. Um, and then we did this very low energy sketch right after and it kind of just killed the low energy one because everyone, you know, the the, the energy was here, yeah, and then we did yeah. this guy. It was just a bad for the bad listeners. Planning. He lifted his hand. Yeah, oh, we, were, yeah, we were pretty young troop then. <laughs> I think we were only doing it for about two years at that yeah, point. So it. now, <laughs> at this point, would you kind of pull an audible? before like say guys let's do the high energy sketch first or let's do the low energy sketch or let's you know we let's go on first if we're on a a comedy lineup and we're the only sketch troupe or maybe we'll go on near the middle like how do you guys know what's going to work when and do you ever have to like change the set list as you go it depends well if it's in our control like um i've produced a bunch of shows that have variant sketch stand-up or whatever on it and i've noticed or improv and then a sketch troupe and then a stand-up or whatever and i've noticed that uh after something like improv or sketch, if you have another stand-up that follows that, that stand-up's got to be, like, very good at, like, let's bring in you back. Okay, we're back to stand-up, kind of, because the energy of the room is all screwed up. Particularly stand-up, like, we, we go from mic to projecting. So, like, even the volume of the room is different now or whatever. That's happened a bunch at Kapow and yeah. a lot of great shows. I mean, another, another big thing that helped us a lot as a troupe was uh, just out of Humber. Um, they, they started a, a weekly Humber sketch show, but not there wasn't enough sketch troops, so they just gave us the show at Comedy Bar. So that's how we got our monthly. Because we did it every single week. We did we're it every so week. We were like the only troupe. We yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were like, oh, Comedy Bar, we can do a show there every week. So we were doing that. No other troops were doing it. So they 
uh, Humber just gave us the show. They're yeah. like, you guys have it. It's your show now. And, and paid uh, for us to fail yeah, 10 and minutes at a time. Basically. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it it was weekly at first. Yeah. And, and we decided what we're going to do for this show is we're always going to do new material on the show. Mm-hmm. Always. And that that's how we that's where all of I our sketches come from now. We're basically are from that show. And through that process, you probably wrote, say, a hundred or pl- more, and now you have 50 kind of solid ones that you, like, I mean, just yeah. in, re- in reflection <laughs> to your mention about doing five hours worth of right. sketches, I mean, I would assume all those sketches are kind of the cream of the crop versus all the other ones that may have not made it. Uh, I mean, like, comparatively, yeah, I mean, we, I think we, we narrowed it down to actually like about a hundred sketches that we were like, are performable. Yeah, that are even like uh, remotely worth showing. Because we have hundreds and hundreds of sketches, like four hundred hundred sketches wow. probably yeah. better really probably. yeah hundreds but, we, but a lot of them never saw the light of day yeah right? we performed because we probably performed what 200 300 sketches oh god i don't know yeah, maybe 300 sketches we performed uh, a lot of them die right there at that yeah. show um a lot of them we do and we're like yeah, that's, ne- we're never, that's yeah, i will never whisper of, those words yeah. yeah those were new um, those were fun those were though for, yeah but so how that, many of those are we ever really gonna do again make it you know yeah maybe only one right that's honestly we we consider it a really successful show if we get one good sketch out of it yeah because one sketch you're is, really worth working on yeah, for, towards like, a festival. Yeah, and now and now we take that and then we start doing that sketch a bunch of these smaller shows like Wimprov. Yeah, Wimprov is another great place where yeah. it's like, thank God they're even letting us be here. You know, yeah, I mean, well, yeah there's lots insane. of yeah, like Wimprov or Vapor and all these places we take these or like underground where uh, yeah. where you saw us and um, and we just work on them joke at a time basically until they're good enough to do in uh, Montreal Sketchfest and Toronto Sketchfest yeah. and Chicago if we go back there and stuff like that. I want to talk about Sketchfests. Festuses. Yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting subjective kind of atmosphere if you think about a sketch festival or even a sketch competition, you know, where you're kind of put up against people who are just doing just as absurd things. Premises are going to change. What makes a competitively better sketch troupe than say a, a sketch group that may be just starting out and learning the ropes? You know, you guys have been to a few competitions. You've won competitions. Yeah. So it's tough to even remember the fact that a sketch fest is sort of competitive. Like the thing about sketch fest generally are that they are set up in such a fun, carefree way. And everyone's just so happy that anyone that we're all here together. And that it's you all forget your that there is friends. like a best of the fest. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I and yeah. You, yeah and and you, you like it's all your closest friends who perform sketch and you go like, oh, yeah, all of these people. Now we're all together in one and this is a, stage and one time. We're all here. It's the most fun. So you don't even really think about it as a competition at all because for you, it's kind of not. And we we the, don't the even last... look at it. We don't really look at it at all that way. Honestly, our biggest thing is just putting on the best show yeah. for the audience and trying not to do too much stuff we've already done. Basically, we're like, oh. Yeah, because we try to do all this new stuff all the yeah, time. Yeah, because people are coming like to see us. More stuff. Right? And when they come to a festival, they pay more a lot more money yeah. to see us. So we want to make sure that, that we're not doing stuff that they've seen a hundred times. You know what I mean? So that's why we're always kind of working yeah. on a new thing. 30 every year like a new solid 30 minutes and it feels nice to get a review that's like damn it they did good again you know what i mean yeah. like these guys it's it's always but and this is in any facet of comedy of improv or sketcher or stand-up or anything it's nice to feel like reliable <laughs> you know what i mean like you could trust Vesta friends to put on a decent show for you if we were supposed to do 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever yeah and uh it would be great to one day yeah turn that into like fringe circuits or whatever that's like a world we are kind of just getting into now how do you keep sketch sustainable that's one of my biggest questions of this interview because between the improv and the sketch worlds you know how much money is really going into your art forms 
Like zero, but <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> zero, zero, basically none. Um, <laughs> and anyone who does it ends up either you get a sketch show on TV and it lasts a season or two, uh, which is a miracle. That alone is a that, miracle. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's really tough to do. It's not very. I think Baroness Von Sketch is on right, right now, right, and that, right. that they're killing oh, that's it. So that's funny. that sketch is that show is very funny. They they, they were lucky enough to get but that show. Yeah, and like, Picnic Face had a show. Obviously, Kids in the Hall, and that that's all. <laughs> But that's kind of like the top level for sketch, pretty much SNL, yeah. obviously. Or um, but that's yeah. that's kind of uh, way up there. But and then other than that, most most people end up just going into TV, or or yeah. go or, or or you, you can make I mean? money off YouTube. I guess people yeah, probably do. Yeah, you can do YouTube. Yeah, YouTube yeah. sketches is a big one. But or YouTube, albums, YouTube, YouTube is the hardest because it's so oversaturated. It's yeah. like type in sketch, you're gonna get literally millions yeah, of sketches. What sets you apart from everyone else? Yeah. Especially if you're just getting an online presence. We we did a bunch of uh, video sketches and we had a really good time Which doing. Was fun it. to do, but the thing um, we don't just, have any. We didn't. Uh, money. It, it, yeah, we didn't have any. <laughs> we didn't have any money, and it's hard to make a good sketch that people want to watch online if you're with no money in the back. Like because then you're you're paying for all these things like. Audio yeah. and, and audio is really important for a sketch. I find people are are more likely to watch something that isn't as good a quality as they are like than they are to listen to something that isn't good quality. You yeah. know what I mean? If it looks so, great, but the audio is fucked, and the audio like, is like the hardest thing for us that we struggle we struggle with audio a lot when we were doing video stuff. So, have you ever pitched to a, a broadcaster? Have you ever pitched to even writers or try to get some of your jokes from sketches in other shows? I had a, like a radio show idea for the CBC right after the yeah. uh, lockout happened, so there was no money. <laughs> so yeah, so that that was that bad timing, real fast. Um, uh, then we had some meeting. We had a meeting with these 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 online guys who were uh, like a cable network that were that were going to do a show. But we never really have like pitched for other people's shows. Yeah, really, that's um, true, it's, yeah. it's been mainly we're trying to get us. Yeah, um, just as a name, or as whatever. just as a name for it. We were kind of working on our brand a lot, and not so much taking. Our, us, us too, but it, but no one really wants all of us, Just, right? It's yeah. either one of you in here, and we're trying to succeed together, and it's basically it's, it's very very hard. I, I like the ability to bring in your closest allies to succeed with, because mm-hmm. I think uh, success is not a single person kind of thing. It definitely takes a team. That's why I personally like sketch troops. Yeah, you know, you get a little bit of everything from everybody. You might have a favorite. You might have two people that you're just like, oh, I can't wait for these two people to interact with each other. And that's what I really like about Toronto. And we've actually put uh, a lot of effort into promoting sketch troops because it isn't a very profitable industry at, at this point. I mean, there are kind of interesting times in Canadian history, in American history, where sketch comes back and, and, and it's fulfilling. And Baroness Von Sketch is a great example of, you know, this generation's kids in the hall. Yeah. As far Thank as just God. comparing apples to oranges in a, in a sense. So with you two, do you look at the sketch troupe community in Toronto you know, on the same plane as, say, Chicago, as the same plane as Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would, I would consider I totally it pretty, would. pretty similar level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of really talented sketch performers in Toronto. Like, an, yeah. an incredible number. Actually, it's, it's pretty bonkers. Actually, compared to other town ta- or other, I don't know. Like, we just had interesting experiences going to other places. Like uh, Montreal, for example, is a very like. Uh, uh, improv-based place. Or at least so this is our first time going to Montreal Sketch Fest in 2011. We were kind of shocked to see that a bit. people didn't really seem to do very much sketch. It was just a bunch of improvisers who came together for the festival, which is awesome, actually. Um, but it is like, you're like, these guys haven't really been working on this particularly hard <laughs> or whatever. You can tell, so You right? can tell. You, you know what I mean? Tell. And you're like, oh, wait a second. That's a, but it's a... Then you kind of realize to appreciate, you're like, wow, Toronto, people are like 
working all the time and pumping out all these shows in front of nobody potentially you know what i mean people are like really really working hard and coming up with great stuff too like not to not to dissuade other towns i suppose but. It, and it has been fun <laughs> watching these sketch fests grow because like we've yeah. been doing it for a long time since basically the fifth toronto sketch fest right or the fourth toronto sketch I fest can't remember. 2010, and the fourth I or fifth montreal sketch fest we've been one. we've been uh, we've been doing it so they were very very young festivals and we started doing them and they are so different now than they yeah. were before and it's I cool mean, to see the the you know the headliners are people grow you know what i mean yeah, like and this the headliners guy's are people that we started years. out with like yeah. we're like oh we, this person was we were doing you know passion lounge with this person yeah, like an old strip club <laughs> yeah. in front of four comics and now you know they're we're headlining with them or they're this headlining awesome. yeah. it's crazy it's, just, it's, it's great watching your friends uh, grow with you and everything like that That's especially a, at these yeah. festivals that are in canada because it's it's normally the same troops you see yeah it's funny because you go from town to town but something feels different when you're in another town even though it's all the same people <laughs> yeah, and you just go to a different anyway. town and it's, it's like oh it's all the people i just partied with the toronto to, sketch yeah. fest now i'm in montreal and it's all the same people with a few added, a few Montreal trees. Yeah, and it's like that great added. to have these extra flavors now, yeah, of all these extra people. And Chicago was kind of a similar thing, too. When we got to go down to Chicago, it was cool to see, like, these other troops that you will never see again. Or uh, I don't know, like, because we don't live down there. But I'm never going to see these people for at least another year. And it's cool to have, like, the dynamics and everybody getting along. That's another thing when you're talking about with the competition is that you forget because everybody's getting along and every, and then somebody wins, you know, producer's pick and you're like, yeah, good for them. Like, this is awesome because everybody's kind of rooting for everybody. You're right with no money, I guess, involved and everyone's just celebrating the work. I mean, we say no money, but exposure is everything. Uh, you look at cities like Chicago where Second City pretty much started just like it did in Toronto. Uh, same with New York with Upright Citizens Brigade and all these kind of famous improv and sketch troops that are now starring on NBC shows mm-hmm. that are basically using that to launch themselves into SNL fame. Toronto does have that incubator existing currently. Do you feel that it's only a matter of time that whether it's a corporation or independently, sketch and improv is going to get a little bit more of a boost, whether it's socially or whether it's uh, an entertainment scene. Because let's be honest, you there's probably a sketch or improv show every day of the week in Toronto. Why do you think that is? There's certainly like a love for the work, into, I think. That's probably the thing is that people are desperate to perform it, like with stand-up or anything else. Like... You can find stand-up open mics all over the place. But they're, all the time. They're, they're extremely different. Yeah, but in terms of like people even just doing them at all, so that's why there's probably yeah, you're right. You can find a sketch show every single night of the week, and that's all. And, yeah, and that's all just people producing shows and putting yeah. on shows and giving other people a chance. Like we produce a show, and then like that sketch group gets gets together, like Odat Dumb, and they produce a show, and like you just start producing your own shows and putting all your friends on those shows, yeah. and that's how everyone kind of grows and becomes really close friends. And people are like, well, they, they they've given me a Monday night slot, but whatever. Yeah, I guess it's I'll on start Monday, on this Monday night. Cares, slot. Yeah. It's my Monday show, and yeah. then your your Monday they show you know eventually moves to a thursday like ours day we started on a monday and now our show's on a thursday which helped us a lot audience wise yeah Um, yeah for sure but but again it was just like a thankful we were just happy to do the work i guess and um I'm just sorry. I got so distracted by this comic that's called Morgan's Organs. Morgan, did you know about this? Uh, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Sorry, we had uh, our uh, comic book show earlier. Uh, so we kind of put out past guests that have been, and that's from Brody Genix. All right. It's a great Morgan's name. Organs. It's about um, a, a person named Morgan. Cool. Uh, good his start. Organs 
uh, actually tell a story inside of that person. That's what that and that's noise the comic is. book is about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's you what hear it That's right. Out of Morgan's Ooh. chest. Yeah. It's an Osmosis Jones thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I mean, also, so also the sketch and improv community has exploded in the last 10 years. Like, yeah, it like since we started, I, like, it was, I remember when, I, when we first came here, there wasn't a ton like obviously like there was a lot of sketchers that paves the way for us like the yeah, boom yeah. and the sketchersons really and paved the, the way man, and Gary yeah. Rado opening the comedy bar yeah you know what I mean and um Imponderables, uh, imponderables were, were a oh, huge God, thing for us. Yeah. Uh, troops like Lady Stash and venues like the Rivoli that uh, used to have a Tuesday night headliner series or whatever. Yeah, that, they, that was great. And uh, sketch, any sketch troupe just headline it and then do their own show, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so we got lucky. We kind of started right in the beginning of the boom. Yeah. Our sketch troupe started, and then like we just got lucky that we we're in an area where sketch and improv just started to kind of explode in that time. But it's and fun. we got offered like. All of these shows, yeah, really early, which helped us a lot. Really early, like within <laughs> two months. Out. I mean, we we did Toronto Sketchfest. We were only a troop for two months, um, and that when we first did Toronto we first did Toronto Sketchfest. Yeah. We really, yeah, and uh, we did Toronto Sketchfest, and then we got offered like a bajillion shows off that, which was so and that's, flattering. That's yeah. how we. That's basically how, like what helped us grow huge was that that yeah. time, and we just got lucky that Sketch was just booming. We did sixty five uh, shows in our first year, or something. Yeah, it was uh, 65, 70 shows in our first year, which is a lot for Sketch. Yeah, being do like for one we troop, so like if you're in multiple yeah. troops or whatever, then you can do a lot of shows, obviously, in a year. But um, it was great yeah, for one troop. It kind of, it sort of, it's it's always a shame. And again, this is like the standard community too when shows seem to die down and then things pick up again. But right now, it seems to be on and up. And you're talking about the future of it. I hope people kind of see that it's kind of a, it's already made. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's already kind of a package deal. So it's like. These people already know each other and work together and they have all this material at the ready. I hope people, for whatever it is, TV networks or radio shows or whatever, I hope it's like marketable in their eyes to start encouraging more stuff like that. It seems to work whenever it happens. Yeah, people are like... People love it. People see the enjoy. shows. People yeah. still go and buy tickets yeah. and stuff like that. Well, yeah, your last show that I was at was a Thursday night at 10 p.m. Yeah. and it was a full house. Yeah, we had a great we turnout on that show. And uh, we actually... The 10 p.m. show is our is our time... For, is like the, has been the best time frame for us. Yeah. That's we interesting a, to me. Yeah, we have a 10 p.m. crowd. I don't know what it... Like. Because it's a lot of other comics and stuff who have been doing shows earlier that night who have the ability to zip over after their 8 p.m. show or something. Yeah, if we have an 8 p.m. show, support. it's a conflict with everybody we know. <laughs> or, or and, and, you know, other people, people that are friends of ours or who are people who are, are fans, they 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 work until no, 9 they work or they, right. they're all working people, right? Everyone yeah. works, right? And and to live in this city, you have to have some they sort of job. job. Sometimes yeah. your job can't be 9 to 5 and we're lucky enough that a lot of People, sometimes people work retail. A lot of those places close at nine. Yeah. And those people are able to still come after their show, right? You know, downtown Toronto is just full, so full of everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I exactly. think that comedy bar is great for your show because of the tech, but also because of the location and, and the kind of mix mash of people and comics that that definitely welcomes. Yeah. There's not a lot of venues that kind of offers a larger stage, even a dual stage where there's two rooms yeah. able to go at the same time. So it's very accommodating, but especially when you guys have all this stage to use, it really helps. Is there any funny stories where you've been doing sketches and like, 
a closet or like the oh, venues man. that are oh, just yeah. like don't even fit the troop. I have a oh yeah. I haven't told you about this, but we've been invited to do something in July that I need to tell you about. That is oh. literally like a floor. Oh, I can't <laughs> like, wait. So a couple of times, one time we did a we did a show at a strip club. Oh um, yes, and uh, and the stage was eight feet off the ground. It was so tall. Uh, yeah, so the people right. were under us eight feet. And there were and they four were people too, in the audience. Like, they, yeah. were, they were in a pit. Yeah, so, yeah. so the stage was like, so it was a full like round stage and all the audience sits in the middle, right? So that you can like, oh, look around at all the strippers or whatever. <laughs> I guess. But then we did sketch on there and... Uh, it went okay. Yeah. It went okay. <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was okay, but there was no green room or nothing. But uh, so another place we did, what was that place we did, um, that weed room we did that uh, had the smallest stage and the, it was a mirror behind oh, us oh yeah village vapor they shut yeah. that place down 66 we did, wellesley yeah we did yeah. the village vapor that place we uh we couldn't the four of us couldn't fit on the stage together <laughs> yeah. um so one of us had to stand off stage like with their head just like, in the light like sticking out um and uh that was great there was a yeah, mirror, mirror in the back which is, you, which is so incredibly distracting <laughs> for the audience and the light wasn't even like white it was like green or something they, like yeah, the they, light, they, yeah. that's because they would shine the light uh, at the at the stage and it would hit off the mirror and the audience <laughs> couldn't see yeah, like, uh, like it was uh, that's that, that that stage was was pretty also funny. that stage was like made out of glass or something so we had a sketch where you had to get on your hands and stuff and we, <laughs> you would drop and it would make this horrible noise because it was oh, you yeah. falling on a piece of glass oh like, yeah and then the stage was also yeah, a the mirror stage was I forgot a mirror. the stage oh, was wow. a mirror too <laughs> the stage was also a mirror um, which is so you were just surrounded by a mirror that was a really weird show um but uh there's a lot of places you know no mic no you know no tech no lights no nothing yeah so, sometimes you perform in the back of a bar and it's like uh, one time we did this fun. show with yeah. a, and there's just like in the back of a bar no stage at all they're just in the middle of some tables yeah and, with uh, kind of chairs that are like sort of pushed around and so the, when a scene ends we don't actually say like we don't have the there's lights no blackout. To there's black no black or anything so we have to just be like Thank you. Our big thing was our big thing was we just we'd shake everyone's hand. Yeah, go, oh my crowd. god, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's hands. a good bit. That's, it was, like that. yeah, it was, that was a good you bit. You have to come like up with that. these bits, or and then we'd we like, that sketch was set in 1892. Wow. We like say things like yeah, that as we were shaking people's yeah, hands yeah, and stuff like that. Is there an art to the callback? If something works in a sketch that the audience kind of is instantly reacting to, and you kind of didn't write it as such. But then you realize if maybe a sketch isn't working, the callback will constantly be called back. Yeah, it's risky. It can happen sometimes. It is risky in sketch, but it it, it can pay off. Yeah. Um. I don't like uh, when I you saw us at underground. We did. Oh, sorry. No, never mind. We did a we did a show recently where we realized during the show that we did two sketches back to back where we asked Come to see on. the manager. Yeah, we back did to back managers. Back to back. So fun. Yeah. So, so um, I was like, yeah, I was like yeah. let me see your manager uh, again. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was the second time. I was and, like, uh, you got a real problem. With it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I really th- this character likes to see the manager. Okay? <laughs> and, uh, and you catch yourselves, right? Yeah. That's kind of the fun, uh, the fun part of this, right? Are you guys ever just trying to not die of laughter on stage half the time? Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm terrible. I'm the Jimmy Fallon of the troupe. I uh, I am in always so many laughing. ways. <laughs> I laugh so much. It's I, it's a it's I, I'm trying to stop. I work really hard on it but it's it's brutal because these guys are just so funny they make me laugh more than anyone and uh they'll even though they'll do something so simple one time we were doing vapor central and reed the uh, the, the, the fourth character yeah, reed muttered this line that only evan heard and he started <laughs> laughing so <laughs> hard we couldn't continue the sketch and we evan, fumbled our way through this and i didn't hear it, it was, was one like, of the worst things so, so he mark didn't even hear the line so evan's laughing so hard uh, <laughs> that he couldn't he couldn't get his lines out so we just had to sit there and wait for like evan to laugh for like 45 seconds yeah. we're like 
on stage and then while we this. kind of muttered through the rest of the lines kind oh, of around Evan and Evan was trying to squeak out what he knew it was like it yeah. was crazy Man. and uh, yeah our I was sketches, at a vapor lounge too where people must have been like what the fuck is going on we have a very dumb sense of humor like the dumber the better for us um, yeah. honestly like we have so many sketches that the premise Fun. is so dumb but that's yeah. what we love right but simple sells in my opinion yeah exactly especially in sketch where there might be three maybe four maybe more elements or people on stage and you're miming everything mm-hmm. the second it gets complex people's attention spans can't catch up yeah, yeah. we wanted to do what was that thing about the radio show but uh, everything is <laughs> Like a visual or something, where it's like like the fireworks convention or something, but it's all oh, radio, yeah, so we yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah. We had some idea like that where, yeah, you're right about like uh, being able to translate it to a crowd that can't see anything or something. Yeah, that just reminds yeah, me we of Yeah, we were trying to do like a sketch where it's like the premise is based around you have to see this, but no one can see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's one kind of the, the dumbest sketch. things we've ever put together is that damn top hat sketch. Yeah, we have this sketch where... Um, uh, it's, a it's, a, it's a blind date and the guy enters and he's got a huge top hat on like a really big top hat and then throughout the sketch he keeps leaving and coming back with a larger top hat on every time he leaves he comes back he, he comes back with a, yeah like a real top like, like it's part yeah, we of the like costume we build it we build it, we build oh, yeah. it. so then like one and time, one time, one time I left and I came back on stage with like a 13 foot top hat <laughs> Anyway, uh, because it we were just in big theater, so good. and it yeah, looks so, funny. and it's like it's just a very, very dumb sketch. Yeah, um, but it like so sometimes we and we're not actually really big on visual jokes. To be honest, yeah. we're very like uh, we're like we have a lot of talking head scenes and stuff like that yeah. that we that we're trying to work on like moving around more. But because uh, we're very joke heavy, but we're we're also working on these visual type sketches. That's one of our very visual very visual ones. But it is I, somebody the other day was like, oh, I saw that at Sketchfest. God, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, that's one of the yeah. dumbest things I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. Like right. that's what that's what we it's, love. That's our favorite thing to hear when people say that. Where do these ideas come from? Where does a sketch idea pop into your head and be like, yep, that's a sketch? Or is it like I'm writing jokes in general because you're a stand-up or maybe you just are thinking of ideas and then it's like a song and it just comes together? A lot of the time it's just we're having a conversation and we're just doing a bit. Like we're having, like it's like the conversation becomes a bit. Characters will come out. You know what I mean? We're just joking. Like we're just joking around together, just talking and uh, it comes out. You can kind of hunt for it. I know Evan does uh, random word generators. Yeah, Evan. And he'll get like sick boss. The one guy in our trip, Evan, is a premise machine. That guy, that guy can pump it. Like I struggle with premises like yeah. we all have our strengths and weaknesses and one of mine's uh, premises and his like strength is, is premises so that's why we work yeah, all so well together as a true because like like I'm really good at ending sketches he's so good at blow lines yeah, uh, I'm really real. good at ending sketches that's my thing uh, and Mark is really good at like the like, just the, nothing just uh, he, no, <laughs> he's really good uh, Mark's really good at structuring the sketch and making yeah. sure the sketch, sketch is like going like he's like no that's too crazy you can't do that Mark's always been good no, at yeah, that yeah yeah move that around uh, here, move yeah. That, yeah move that to here stuff the, like that and uh, and yeah and Reed is like very very just, just so joke talented with joke. like the most insane joke like we need some kind of crazy here and like he'll just come up with the craziest here's a great example yeah this is my favorite story of reading contributing a story we had this premise uh the the jealous boyfriends anonymous club with all these jealous boyfriends meeting and talking about how nervous they are about their girlfriends cheating on them and uh reed had an idea so i was like just writing this in my room one day and i was just trying to think of things and i go reed what's like um something you would do maybe or something a crazy person would do if they were worried that their girlfriend was cheating on them and he the first thing that came out of his mouth he goes i don't know put on all of her clothes and go to her job as her to see if guys are hitting on him 
That's, <laughs> that's the first funny. thing out of, right out of his mouth. Like that's it. Like, he was, he was so good at that. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that was like, that was he, you. You were looking for the first beat of the sketch. You're like, I need something that's not too start. crazy. And then that's what he said. We're like, that's the most insane that's thing. So clear, but then that you know to move that to the end. Yeah, so we realized so that was that, that became the third beat of the sketch. Basically, was that joke, and it, that joke always was very uh, went over. Which very is well. tough because when you're writing by yourself, you might write that as your first beat. You know what I mean? So this is another thing about yeah. How does this sketch even come together or whatever? Yeah, sometimes it helps so much to have everybody involved with every step of the process because if you didn't have these other people, you'd present this first draft where it was immediately crazy right out of the gates. And so then you have to be like, okay, yeah, Reed did on, that a lot. Reed, Reed always yeah. had the craziest sketch premises, but then we'd tone them down, they'd be really good, but mm-hmm. he, uh, he was very funny that way. Um, and here's nothing that helped us huge, by the way, that we, we haven't mentioned. I forgot about. We all lived together for like two years. Oh, the same, really? Yeah. There was like four of us living together. And then Evan, the fourth member of our troop, mm-hmm. was living like on a mattress on the, in the floor of my bedroom. Um, yeah, he'd move to different rooms in the house. Yeah, he just moved around to different rooms. Like, yeah, depending on what he like. He would like this room was too cold and he would just like move to the <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Sometimes you'd come home and there'd be a door on your, there'd be a sign on your door that's like, I'm in your bed, come in. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, <laughs> That's good. So that helped us a lot because we were able to just be like, I'm writing a sketch right now. Hey, I'm trying to think hey, of a joke. Yeah. And I'd be able to turn to Mark right there right down the and be That's like, hey, fun, I need uh, Yeah. And it was it, that was huge for us. That was, that was when we grew the most. Yeah. Um, you guys ever throw a show on in your home? Uh, no. no. We had some couple parties. We had some crazy parties in the <laughs> home. No. Uh, that house was f- fell apart um, r- really bad. Yeah. Uh, they had like the, the roofs, like roof caved in in the kitchen. Um, I remember I was like looking at the roof and I'm like, what the hell's going on? It was raining. And I was like, what the hell's going on in here? And then there was like this bubble. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? And then the bubble just opened and all this black goop right (laughs) on my mouth. It was like the worst. I was like, oh my God. That's awful. Could that have been? uh, Yeah, one time uh, Evan's roommate, because there's people that lived, there's comedians lived in it right before us too. They left the oven on all weekend and it melted the wall beside the oven. (laughs) That's fucked. I can't believe that building didn't Yeah, Evan came home from Easter weekend. No one was home because everyone had been gone for four days and he like opens up. He comes like, he's he's, it's hot in here. And he walks in the kitchen and the oven's been on 400 degrees the entire four day weekend that house was so oddly structured because it would be colder in the house than outside you yeah, remember so right? yeah so, well, at one point in time it was count, 17 degrees outside and it was 15 inside we're yeah. like what is going <laughs> on in here, in here. Um, and you'd like take off your coat to go outside and you're like yeah 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 you'd have to wear like a sweater inside then you take the sweater off when you left and it, like there was no air conditioning and but it was but like and not cold in a good way because in the summer it was hotter than ever yeah, because it was like upstairs. They, all yeah. the hot air rose from the And that's where our living room was. There's this tiny room in the very upstairs. <laughs> so, so it was just there, like yeah. 40 that's degrees fun, in there. How long ago was this? Nah, f- f- five years ago? Dude, four years ago. Yeah, I moved out of 2012. I think I moved out of it. Yeah, yeah so five years ago. Five five years, years, yeah, I, I lived there a few months after you yeah. left. But um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that was but about that was a, so helpful. That was about a year. We had about a year there where we all lived there for about a year and we, it was the best. Incubation was, period. Was, oh, I miss those yeah. days. Uh, I miss them and I so don't helpful. because the house was so bad, but yeah. I miss them too because it, um, because it was just like, that was just such a good time for us. But that's another uh, thing about communication within a troop totally of like, it's so great to have somebody right down the hall, but now with phones and stuff, it should be just as easy. You know what I mean? So it's like tough to remember, like you get a message from somebody, you get on it and really like... I get an email from Morgan about an idea or a show date that he's been proposed or something. And 
he's like, can you guys do May 18th? And I'm like, yes, I can. I'm totally yeah. right there. Like, that communication is so valuable. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you're using telecommunications accordingly and properly and you're all very communicative but does telecommunications really help you guys as a troop is it easy to be on top of ideas is is it almost harder in, in different ways and how do you practice now that you're not living all together so it's, we it's basically always yeah. we basically <laughs> always go to the one guy's house like uh yeah he, he's a bit of a homebody so we go to his house all the time yeah. um and uh and that's that works for us because we don't mind i like i don't mind it yeah. he lives right in the Italy, so we go down there and uh we always meet there and uh me and mark are pretty flexible uh so well, it's, it's easy for us for so we kind of work around like. the other people in the troop uh, mark is busy a lot at night because of stand-up and stuff like that and i'm doing stand-up now so it's been harder for me too so that that's another thing too is you're doing stand-up and you're balancing sketch you're trying to do the you're trying to do sketch meetings so it's like also that. helpful that i see morgan literally like every day yeah so, we see each other constantly so yeah. it's easy for us to be like oh and talk and, 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 an and make plans yeah and uh, but another thing we've been doing just recently we started doing this is like if we can't all be there we'll skype someone in which is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So like, like when we were getting ready for Chicago sketch fest this year, um, Reed, our right. fourth member lives in LA now. And, uh, he was meeting us in Chicago for the show and we just Skyped him in and we just had a, a meeting with him, Skyped right. in and we read sketches and wrote, rewrote it together worked and, out great. and it worked yeah. great. Wow. It was, uh, and that was like one of the first times we had ever done that. We were always like, yeah, don't worry about, but like it, it did work. And we were like, Oh, this is an option for mm-hmm. us. And then, um, and then I also Skyped into a meeting recently as well. I was, uh, I was away. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you're writing a sketch, what are some of the biggest risks you either have to take or have to avoid? Hack ideas probably is probably yeah, the first stuff, thing. Hack stuff and stuff that's just like yeah, like you've seen it. Stuff you've seen and, and stuff that's offensive. Like it's it's well, yeah. um, obviously stuff that's offensive. Like it's it's easier to say like things that are more offensive when you're in stand up right. because you're. Uh, but in sketch, it's hard to like make a joke that that's like pushing the limit. Because the audiences are like, yeah, we had a nine eleven so, joke that we were like, nah, yeah, we had a nine eleven <laughs> yeah. joke that we had, and we we didn't do, end up doing it actually because we were like, the, and our yeah. our audience specifically is also very like a sensitive audience. It's yeah, odd. but it's it's you know it's, it's Lord Street weird. West. Yeah. Or, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. By I mean, that? they love they love dick jokes, but they like I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like, but it's good. No, it's they're just a progressive group of people. You know what I mean? That grew up with knowledge of right. these and, issues and, and stuff. Yeah, you want to almost be dumb to a point where you're making making fun of something but yeah. ultimately it's in a dumb playful way that's right we yeah. don't want to we, we, yeah we're not looking to offend anyone or anything like that so, so is that like, hard is that tough it can be hard it can be sometimes you think of a premise it's also fun because it makes you kind of work harder for sometimes it sometimes you think of a premise and you're like ah oh, and then you get like halfway through it and you're like oof is this is this too racy or something? Yeah, yeah. is this too oh, racy? Like, we had one recently, I felt, that we were like, oh, wait, this is offensive or something. <laughs> like, two pages in, yeah, we were like, oh, wait. Uh, this might be offensive. Yeah. <laughs> also, we tried to write a sketch. Remember the, remember the sketch we we had about the people who are racist against everyone? Oh, yeah. that's so fun. That was yeah. a very difficult two sketch to write. Two guys on their porch. It's two guys on their porch, and they're like these country bumpkins or whatever, and then they're... they're everything out of their mouth is like racist towards every racial thing that you've heard yeah. before so every like, like they the, and in like Man. they were yeah it's crazy it's but so, it was also hard like because you don't know who they're making fun of because they're making fun of everybody yeah you know yeah I mean? it's it's that was yeah, that sketch actually worked because it worked, because yeah. it was um like uh it, it kind of equally it, it was actually it was well it was making fun of racist that's what it was yeah. it was a sketch that was like making fun of racist which can be which can be touchy because you can just end up coming off just racist just being racist <laughs> right yeah. so um but it worked it worked that's a uh, risk that sketch, i suppose too if you have a character that's really really big or something like that and and like and yeah the character i suppose is, is supposed to be like mocking racist for example yeah that's, that'd be one uh but then 
everyone just sees the character and they don't see like the message i guess yeah. of the sketch that, so can that, be that can be a risk like you don't want to like yeah exactly have you ever written a sketch and thought well maybe this would work on tv or maybe this would work on radio absolutely or maybe, yeah 100 yeah yeah, we, we yeah, have yeah sketch, there's we, some, yeah. been so many yeah interesting like visual things or, or video sketches yeah some ideas that i've i've written that you would never be able to do on stage because of like editing complications or, yeah or yeah. just what you want the audience to see when you w- w- would want them to see it i guess absolutely yeah. like so i mean like, yeah, when we started doing video sketches it was um it was actually really great for us because there was a lot of jokes we had always wanted to do mm-hmm. that we couldn't do on stage yeah right so like uh so yeah there is because definitely stage and there, and there has been times too, where like, we wrote a sketch and we're like hey, you know what this is just this would be a better video yeah like this is this is this will be this would translate better on video than it would on stage right like we wrote yeah. that we wrote a, we wrote this sketch about how uh, it's like it's these people who keep switching bodies like a freaky friday scenario but when the freaky friday happens there's also like an old oh, homeless almost. woman is a part <laughs> yeah. of it uh, and, like in the uh, background and then like she, she switched she's in the background somehow she switches so they took a three-way body switch so like the one guy's now <laughs> like it, like they, they try to do it on purpose like a freaky friday on purpose but then there's a homeless woman there so now there's like this yeah, whole homeless like, woman in your life yeah that's, that's, what, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was yeah that's yeah. funny but it translates yeah. way it's, better it's very it was a very difficult thing to translate in sketch but it on video it it, it would work mm-hmm. like it would, it would be easier to to figure out right? that sketch idea. Now, right. audiences play like a big role in mm. what works and what mm-hmm. doesn't so what happens when you know a joke's supposed to nail and the audience doesn't react and therefore kind of the rest of the sketch kind of snowballs oh, well, yeah. that that is a risk with video too because you don't really know if any of it's funny and you haven't performed it in front of it you haven't tested it at all and you're just putting it permanently now on the internet <laughs> well that's <laughs> good that you have the ability to test though i'm sure like if uh, you were trying to do extracurriculars to help promote your live stuff by essentially taking ch- maybe sketches that you know are good that you're are essentially archived and then yeah. you can put them to an audio form video form and you know they work and then therefore promote on your socials using it i mean i i feel like there's an easy way to test things out but you're right i mean something like baroness von sketch which i'm sure they probably did test like i mean mm-hmm. they're most of them are stand-up comedians anyway so do you ever test something in your own stand-up comedy and then realize like yes this joke works in an audience let's bring it to the sketch stage now because now you're I've doing sketch, that, uh, comedy too yeah yeah yeah. Sketch, I mean, I, 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 yeah i think i've had it had happen sometimes the other way around yeah where, so where really right. works in sketch and you don't have a sketch anymore you wrote it and you're like hey maybe i'll try to put this in my stand-up yeah. bit, and that works it, it's 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 never never really done it the other way around I think I've ever had because that. it's because it's tough to test without the context of the other of the characters sketch, right? and stuff yeah then you need to see i suppose here's something of. weird that had this happened to us a lot too is that we're doing a sketch and the sketch is going really really well and then one day it never goes well again oh, oh, shit. Yeah, that happens, that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had this sketch about a butler's convention and everyone was a butler just and that alone but going yeah. Going back to premise, and then they're all that's that's how that offering, was pitched. Yeah. Evan yeah. was like, "I just think it's funny a butler convention where we're all like, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, that's great.' Yeah, but that's who's grand. serving at the butler well, convention? Would you like anything? Would you like So that 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 premise went really well for about six times. We did we did it six times, and it killed. We did it at best of the fast. For Toronto Sketch Fest in front of uh, in front of like at the second, at second city, city. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was going that well. It was one of our best sketches. And then one day, Where no one ever that? laughed at it again. <laughs> it was it just started bombing. We're like, I don't I don't know if it was us. Like maybe we performed it too much and the energy was bad. The sketch I've always been interested in maybe bring idea. back one time just to see what would happen. We didn't do that in the fifty. I totally forgot about Butler's sketch. Yeah, we yeah. didn't do Butler. We, we totally could have done Butler's in the fifty. Wow, I like that you know what doesn't make it in your five hour show. Yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, that's a lot of that. Yeah. That was the most work probably I've put into anything. The best part about that show, show is we had like fifty chaos. guests. Yeah, we, we had, had one like stuff. we had one sketch comedian that we know come and perform in every sketch. Like who? Um, Mark Little was Mark, one of them. Mark Little yeah. was one of them. Um, we had some stand-ups like Andrew Barr uh, came in. Yeah, Selby Nixon. Um, Selby Nixon Sam came Burns. in. Did, Sam Burns did it with us. But he's, he's, he has a little sketch on improv. Yeah. Um, um, Dave Barkley from Beaverton. Or yeah, like, Dave uh, Barkley and Matt Cowell. The people, all the people from that down. Carson Pinch. Uh, Laura Silovitz was there. Yeah. Uh, she came in. Little um, Rascals. Yeah, Little Rascals. Alcoholics. Um, yeah, alcoholics. Just, by, just buddy troops of ours. Basically all of our friends in comedy, basically. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. Yeah, Tucson. Doesn't that say something to you about success i mean we look at success in canadian entertainment and a lot of variety right to you that must you know say something about what you're doing for the community you know keeping it alive making all these people feel like their involvement is being a part of your family you know what's that idea you know what's the idea of toronto sketch you know lasting another 10 years is it because of the friendships or there's got to be more to it too but at the at the root of it it's the friendships right a big part of its friendships and, well, and, and the work and the love of the sketch and you know people, you love doing it and and seeing new troops and being like that's a new troop i'm gonna put them on my show great yeah, that's a big thing like, like crazy that that new troop is they, look at this they were hilarious like yeah, this new troop tall boys just busted out tall boys to men we were, so were basically funny. just a, some stand-ups that Tall got together. Boys to yeah. men, oh, they are very, very funny. Um, I like Flo and Jones. Flo and Jones. Yeah, Flo and Jones. Yeah. Flo and Jones. They are. Yeah, they're next level. They're, they're so good. They're great. Um, uh, we love them so much. But yeah, I mean, one of the big things for they were on our show. Flo and Joan did our show as well. They did sketch, which uh, they don't do very often. They, yeah, they, they were like so, in a scene. Yeah, they bonkers, were in a scene yeah. with us. So it was super fun. Um, what was interesting? What was the best part about that show for for me was like it was like it was such an honor for them to want to do the show with us. Yeah, that like blew it was my it, mind. that it was like like Mark. We weren't expecting to have fifty people do it. Mark sent a message out to fifty comedians like, hey, would people. any of you guys be interested in doing this? And everyone said yes. Wow. Yeah. And it was like it was the best. It was like. Um, because I thought people would have bookings or something. Yeah, I don't we know. Every, like, well, everyone just time. <laughs> yeah, everyone just made time. And that was a huge. Honor. Are you planning was... on doing it again? Never. Uh, no, it was. It, <laughs> was, it, was, it was one also, of the hardest things we've ever done. This is making us sound way more charitable than we were. It, it was a. It was a. We had to put that show on. <laughs> yeah, so for we, the Toronto Sketch we, Fest. We didn't have to put it on. That wasn't the show we had to do. No, you're right. So we wanted an award for the Toronto Sketch Fest called the Sketchiest Sketch Troupe Award. It's a peer voted award. Yeah. So it's like the 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 troupe that most embodies sketch, and we won it last year. The troops vote for it. It's like all the troops vote. Yeah. This year, Tucson won it. Um, but you have to put on a show. You have to put on a show. That's part of it. So the next year. So you get a bunch of money, but then you also have to put on a show. So it's like. And it has to profit. Yeah. So you can't the, really yeah, use and the, the money. And the show is supposed to profit. Like that, and, and that's fine. So we profited about $13 or yeah. something like that. We spent a bunch of money on the well show. Well done. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the, the troop before us profited like a thousand. Uh, because they, they put on a run. They put on a great show. They put show. on a big oh, run. That's funny, yeah. And, and then they kind of ate all of the costs. And then all the money that they made from the show, instead of using it to pay for the things in the show, they just gave it back mm-hmm. to the festival. So we, the good thing was, we basically spent none of their money either. Uh, yeah. So, so the $1,000 the that they made, we just moved it on. So now it's like it was $1,000. Now it's like 1013 dollars yeah. but that was the idea of the award like when it first started out it was like a hundred dollars and then the next year was like 130 dollars and it was like 200 dollars and then and then it was like 200 dollars and a 10 dollar tim card uh, and so <laughs> yeah. now this tim card is also like yeah it's it was like 11 dollars and a tim card my idea was to put thousand dollars on the tim card i thought that would have been a very oh, funny joke so funny, but uh, yeah. i think they probably would have been pretty mad about that you have to do a that. show so yeah it would yeah. be funny to put a thousand dollars on a tim card and then take everybody out to tim's oh, oh that would have been so funny everybody everybody it's in even a hundred people at tim's is not a thousand dollars yeah, yeah that's, that's so funny but um 
anyway, that, that was a, so we, we all had a lot of ideas. We were going to do a show on a, on a, on a street car. Yeah, we, we were going to rent idea. a street car. Like which, a, which you could do for like a thousand. Like, yeah, for like $900, you can rent a street car for the night on, on like <laughs> Queen Street. And do sketches on the street car. sketches on the street car. And then whoever comes on the street car is just now in the audience. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously there's a lot of risks. Uh, some sketches on a streetcar, right? But we were going to make it like, so it's like free to ride the streetcar. You can come on. You don't have to pay your TTC fare or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then we were like, oh, there's no way to make money on that if no one's yeah. paying. Do you have any more um, of these 4D, these fourth dimensional ideas? ideas? Not really. Well, what I'd like to do now, and this is kind of a thing that uh, you're talking about, where does it go from into TV or whatever, is, is the fringe circuit. I've been doing some fringe festival shows and stuff with a, with a different group, and I have been getting more and more into that scene. I think it's pretty damn great what yeah, you can put together. Yeah, looking to break into. So you're talking about Chris Wilson or whatever. Peter and Chris have such a great thing oh, going yeah. on now with that fringe circuit, and they put on great shows that people totally look forward to. Year and their after videos year. are cute. They're so and funny. Their videos yeah. are great. Yeah, those guys are incredible, right? So, so good. And I think a fringe get to that scene. could be, a fringe show could be a, a great place for the right sketch groups. Yeah. It is, yeah. Because I mean, a lot of really good sketch groups have done it um, and put on amazing shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a lot of sketch groups just a lot of sketch groups don't even do sketch. They they're just a troupe, and then they put they write a, a show. Like we did one actually. Uh, uh, one of our members wrote a ninety minute show. That show was uh, chaos. It was absurd, yeah, yeah. and uh, we all did it with them, and it was uh, crazy. It was yeah. like so like it wasn't even a sketch show. It was just a, it was supposed to be like a, a one man show, and then he it was wrote supposed to be a one so man. He wrote so many characters in the oh one man play that he's like. I can't do this. Like, I, I need your help. And then yeah. we're like, okay, so we did it with them. It was yeah, crazy. I've seen a lot of fringe shows are comedians that are doing like one man shows, mm-hmm. one woman shows. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's becoming more it's popular, just, I think. We just dig sketch so much. We love it. Yeah. And so, and it would be fun to do like, yeah, like just an hour. It's also, sketch yeah, it's, show. I mean, it's also therapeutic so to do fun. these kind of shows sometimes. Like, especially especially if you do one man shows, one woman shows. Yeah. Um, you can like just like talk about your life and like your struggle and stuff like that. And it can be really good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, tell people your story and how you got to where you are now it's what a lot of comedians do right Daryl Pring had a great show he put on a, that was basically oh, about his life yeah. oh it was great I loved it um, yeah, last like, year I saw Phil Luzzi direct Helder Brums one yeah. man show which was really good yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to ask one last question before we close off I, I, I need to know where the vest of friends okay <laughs> origin story comes okay. from yeah, the, the, the vest itself the, the so this is on me so actually we uh, me <laughs> me and reed moved in with each other and we were like so we this is before we all lived in the house together which is me and reed in this apartment that was bed bug infested and cockroaches yeah, black like things from the ceiling yeah, one time we lifted up his mattress thing. there was it, it looked like where the butt like bed bugs origin like it looked like yeah, it was, it was like this is town. where they started this is it um yeah. this is the city it was like skyscraper it was insane yeah. um so uh we uh, we were like let's start a sketch group let's do it so we are first me and him did sketch together first as a troop called the new york yankees with three e's <laughs> okay and i remember norm souza was like you guys won't be funny for 10 years <laughs> and he's like he's like and you gotta change this stupid name <laughs> yeah so the first thing we did we went out we're like let's change this name because uh we thought it was funny we told norm this later and he was like that's hilarious that i said that that's so funny uh, we, we, we laughed about it but um uh, so we, we went out we're like hey, we have we have names so we we thought of some some like troop names and we we're like should we have like wear something because we we liked this trip the imponderables they always wore yeah, black shirts and a tie and we really liked that but weren't the ties different colors they were all different yeah, colors yeah, they yeah. had a different color tie so we're like why don't we do something similar to that kind of uh, where we like all wear something and then like the original idea we're like well we could be the turtlenecks and uh, we could all wear turtlenecks and then Mark and Mark was actually in the truth this time uh, but Evan was like I am not wearing a turtleneck <laughs> on stage it'll be so hot I yeah. seconded that I was and, like turtlenecks yeah, are so gross at the, at, the, at the beginning Mark wasn't in the troupe no. it was just me 
Reed and Evan. And, uh, and then about a week after our first show, we all moved into the house together and then we asked Mark to be part of it. Um, so that's how it like literally so within a week he was in the troop. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so the, this is how it happened. So we, we had this Facebook photo, like album, um, we had an album. It was uh, our photos for the summer and me and Reed had this stupid joke where we put on these dumb vests and take photos places. And it was called like the, uh, vast friends. The photo was called vast friends. I thought it was called the vest of times and or the, the, vest, yeah, the, of the times. vest of times yeah. and the verse of times. Like that. It was something <laughs> yeah. stupid. And, uh, and then we're like, Hey, why don't we just wear a vest or something dumb? And then we're like, what, what? and then, and then we're like, that's called ourselves vest of friends. And we were like laughing with that dumb pun. And then when then, and then we just did it. And that I was it. We, put, we, we slapped, landed, yeah. and then and then Evan came, Evan came over and we we pitched him the idea and we all had vests and we went out we went out to a carnival wearing vests and we wore vests all night. We're like, this is it. We're doing this, and uh, That's that was it. Funny. I just thought it was so marketable. I thought it'd be so funny if you had enough success that you had your own theater or whatever, and you can sell like custom vests or whatever and sure. get people's names on the back of them and stuff. Or even yeah. t-shirts that have like the, the vest yeah, like, in it, yeah, like, yeah. like a tuxedo t-shirt, so you don't have to actually try to sell vests. Yeah. I mean, we went out and actually bought a hundred dollars worth of vests because we used to do this thing where every character would wear a different vest oh, yeah. but then we were like it's idea. too hard like, <laughs> this is insane like we had to do costume changes like a lot of places you can't when you're performing on a mirror yeah. you can't do a costume <laughs> change you know what i mean so it's like uh so we we, we, we just, just stopped that on. idea and we realized that you don't need it like the imponderables were like like we were saying eric toth uh, eric toth's troop they um they were very big for us and they didn't really do any of that stuff they mimed everything and they never did costume changes uh the only thing they would ever do is just get naked um which is uh not really a costume change it's just taking your clothes off so <laughs> um so we realized we didn't need to do that stuff and then he told us like hey it's really valuable when you go on the road you don't want to have a million props. you don't want to have to rent Shit. a giant truck to yeah. carry your your 30 minute show around right you know what i mean when you can just put four guys in a tiny car for ten dollars and go to hamilton and go here and go there yeah. and we're like which yeah. we didn't listen to completely not yeah. completely but, <laughs> we, but, but we can fit idea. our props into a yeah. into a thing like like into a bag now yeah. you know what i mean whereas it is know, funny crossing the border with like a disco ball though and everyone's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> we, if we ever got searched at the border they'd be like uh, why are there four wigs and a dildo in this bag like, well <laughs> We're a bachelor party. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, Where can we regularly see updates on your shows? Anything to do with Vesta Friends? Plug your socials. So we have a Twitter and our Twitter for sure. Our yeah. Facebook group is the best thing. We have a website as well, but it's it's kind of in a weird spot. It's so transition. We're, 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 we're transitioning. Yeah, it's been there for a while. Yeah. We're putting a new page up, so our old page is kind of not really a thing right now. Yeah, which is. Um, did I show you that new page? Anyway, yeah, you did show me new page. Okay. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, so our Facebook page is the big one. That's where yeah. we that's where we post all of our shows and and. Um, and keep people updated. Yeah. And we have a Twitter as well, at Vesta Friends. Yeah, Vesta Friends. I can't think there's anything else. Only it's great about no. Vesta Friends is the name is not taken anywhere. No one has the name. Which so. is odd almost. Because yeah, no, you think pun. so. You think yeah. so. So, like, we, 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 we got VestaFriends.com, yeah, our go. YouTube, Vesta Friends YouTube yeah. channel. You, yes, you can there are YouTube. some other YouTube videos of like that, yeah, we're being vest friends, and it's some kids who like yeah, and we're like, oh, Iowa. this is our humor. Uh, these yeah. four year old children are killing vests. it, and they God, have millions of hits. Actually, there was a TV show. There was a TV show, wasn't there? That we, we found called like Vesta Friends or something like that. And we're really? like, what the? And they, uh, they were vet, and we're like, what is this? No, it came out like we were like two years in, and we're like, we're suing. No, but the yeah. show immediately died, so uh, it was good. That's fine. We're happy about it. Well, I want to thank my guests, Morgan George, Mark Hallworth. You guys have a show coming up. This is going to air May 1st, so you guys yeah. have a show May 12th? No, we're in Montreal May 11th. Sorry, May yeah. 11th. Uh, for the Montreal, Montreal Sketch, Sketch Fest, Fest, which is going to be our 7th one or something? 7th Montreal Sketch Man, Fest. that's so fun. Um, it's going to be crazy. Town. It's going to be so much fun. That festival is wild. It's just yeah. a party. So, yeah, that's our, and then usually it's our like next the, big show. The second Thursday of every month, uh, starting again in July. 
uh, is, is like the one that you got to see or whatever at uh, at Comedy Bar. Yeah, so, so we're taking a couple months for a monthly show, our... but we are going to be back monthly starting in July, second, second Thursday, Thursday of, of the month. Comedy Bar, 10 p.m. Thank you, Vest of Friends. Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's the best. Never sleepers, sleep tight. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 